Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP Dual Credibility and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially episode four, week four of season two of the 2020-2021 school year. In this week's podcast, we will recap the week of September 8th through September 11th, our fourth week of virtual distance learning. In this week's second segment, with the exam approaching pretty quickly on Tuesday for B-Day and Wednesday for A-Day, I'll do a quick review of some of the concepts on the exam, along with some hints, tips, and advice on how to maximize your success on the exam in a segment I call AP Biology Exam Day Preppers. And in our final segment, we go back into Mr. V's mailbag and answer more listeners' questions slash feedback in what I call Mr. V Answers Your Questions, or at least tries to. Now, before we begin our podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I call Mr. V Needs to Eat. This episode is brought to you by your online biology textbook. Hey, are you struggling understanding the beast properties of water? Do you need to strengthen your background knowledge over basic chemistry? Does Mr. V's voice just put you to sleep during class, causing you to miss out on important content? Well, if so, then read and explore your online biology textbook, Campbell's 11th edition. That's right, your online Campbell Biology textbook is jam-packed with all sorts of resources to ensure your success in AP Dual Credit Biology. Besides having the most informative, descriptive, and accurate content over all biology concepts, your online textbook also offers a study area resource that's off the hook. Yes, you heard right, off the hook. It contains practice quizzes, practice exams, animations, videos, and audio tutorials, all right there at your fingertips. So stop wasting time with TikTok videos, stop watching YouTube videos of people reacting to YouTube videos, and head over to pearson.com backslash mastering and log into your AP Biology textbook today. Ain't nobody got time for that. Side effects of using your online AP Biology textbook include increasing your GPA by 10 points, increasing your knowledge of all things biology, being successful on all formal assessments, flatulence, and an increase on your social circle as you become the center of attention. And we're back. And thanks again, AP Biology Online Textbook, for sponsoring the episode. But now, it's that time to hit that old reliable rewind button and recap the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. So for this week's content slash concept recap of the week, I'm going to focus on pH and buffers, two content pieces that will be well represented on the upcoming exam. So first, let's review the pH scale, a tool biologists and general scientists use to describe how acidic or basic, also known as alkaline, a solution is. So hopefully you remember the basics from your chemistry year, that the scale ranges from 0 to 14 with low numbers, those less than pH 7, are acidic, and high numbers, those greater than pH of 7, are basic or alkaline, and where a pH of 7 is neutral. Cool story, bro. 
Now, what the pH scale measures is the concentration of hydrogen ions, H pluses, and hydroxide ions, OHs, in a solution. Now, what you need to remember is the more hydrogen ions or higher concentration of hydrogen ions than hydroxide ions will make a solution more acidic. So the more hydrogen ions in a solution, the more acidic it will be. Now, if a solution has more hydroxide ions, OHs, than hydrogen ions, then it will make the solution more basic or alkaline. So, the more hydroxide ions, the more basic the solution will be. Now, if a solution has the same concentration of hydrogen ions to hydroxide ions, then the solution will be neutral, a pH of 7, neither acidic or basic. For example, water. Water is a solution that has a neutral pH pH of 7. Awesome. Now, one last thing to remember when it comes to pH is that when you go up or down a level in pH, you increase or decrease the hydrogen ion concentrations or hydroxide ion concentrations by tenfold. For example, when you go from pH 7 to pH 6, that's a 10x increase in the hydrogen ion concentration in the solution. If you go from page 6 to page 5, that's another tenfold or 10x increased concentration of hydrogen ions. So from page 7 to page 5, well, that's 10x times 10x or tenfold times tenfold. 10 times 10 equals 100. That's a 100x increase in the concentration of hydrogen ions from page 7 to page 5. So hopefully that makes some sense there. Now, from pH, now let's discuss buffers, whose main function is to minimize changes in the concentrations of hydrogen ions and hydroxide ions in a solution, which helps maintain a narrow pH range. You see, most living organisms, living cells, maintain an internal pH close to 7. For humans, most fluids and cells are between pH 6.8 and a pH of about 7.4, and even a slight change in pH out of this range can be harmful. Ouch! Now, this is because most of the biological processes and enzymes slash proteins in the body are very sensitive to the concentration of hyd hydrogen ions and hydroxide ions and must be between a narrow pH range to function properly. Now, the main buffer system in most living organisms is a bicarbonate buffer system in which a chemical equilibrium between carbonic acid and bicarbonate acts as a pH regulator. Now, this reaction can shift to the left or right as other processes in the solution add or remove hydrogen ions. You can review your notes or text to see the full equation and get a better visual feel for the true equation. Now, this buffer system is a reversible reaction, like mentioned before. Now, if the pH starts to rise in a cell or body fluids, let's say to a pH of 8 or 9, getting a little bit too alkaline, a little bit too basic, the equation or buffer will shift to the right and start to donate hydrogen ions, add hydrogen ions. And remember, the more H pluses or hydrogen ions in a solu solution, the more acidic it will become. And that will bring the pH back to that neutral range of about 7. 
Now, if the pH starts to drop, let's say to a pH of 5 or 4, getting too acidic, the buffer or equation starts to shift to the left, where it starts to remove hydrogen ions, take away these H pluses from that cell, from that solution, causing the pH to come back to its neutral level of 7. Cool story, bro. So there you go, biology jabronis, a recap of pH and buffers for the week, and a concept that will definitely be well represented on the upcoming exam. And that wraps up our concept review slash recap of the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. And now for our second segment called AP Biology Exam Day Preppers, where I'll break down some of the logistics of the upcoming exam, give some tips and advice to maximize your performance, and maybe even drop a couple hints to give you a little bit of an edge on this first biology exam of AP Dual Credit Biology. So let's get to it. First, some of the details of the exam. It will be broken down into two parts. Part one is the multiple choice portion happening Tuesday for B day and Wednesday for A day. Now, this first portion of the exam will be anywhere from 30 to about 36 multiple choice questions, and it will be taken on the Quizzy site. And yes, questions will be timed, and yes, your video and audio will have to be turned on while taking the exam. Duh, really? The second part of the biology exam will be a writing component, what we call the free response questions, which will be Thursday for B day and Friday for A day. Now, these FRQs are also going to be timed with students having about 15 minutes to complete the FRQ, which will consist of one or two questions. Now, I will be giving a hint on what the FRQ will address on Wednesday and Thursday on our Google Classroom, so make sure to turn on those notifications so you don't miss out on these awesome hints. Don't hate the player, hate the game, son. Now, as for content on the exam, it will cover lab safety, experimental design, CER, basic chemistry, and beast water, with the majority of the questions coming from basic chemistry and beast water, chapters two and three from your online textbook. Duh, really? Okay, so now with content out of the way, guys, let's talk about some tips, some advice for the exam. First of all, are you listening? Are you listening carefully? Well, first tip, start studying now. Yes, that's right. The earlier you start, the more prepared you will be. Now, your main go-to study material should be your notes. Then it should be your online textbook, chapters two and three. Now, how should you study your notes? Well, review your notes by saying them out loud to yourself or even try to rewrite your notes, which is a good habit to get into. Rewriting your notes into maybe a concept map or a more illustrative manner like sketch notes, which I'll put an example of what sketch notes might look like on our Google Classroom. Now, like I mentioned, in addition to your notes, you should also use your online Campbell textbook, especially the student resources like the study area, which you can select by chapter and have access to practice quizzes, practice exams with answers and explanations, but also videos, animations, and even audio tutorials. Awesome. 
Now, another tip, guys, find some colleagues to study with, which I know is kind of hard right now, difficult with COVID, but you can still maybe set up your own Zoom or Google Meetup and be able to study and review with your fellow colleagues. Now, studying in groups allows you to hear different explanations and even teach each other the content being covered on the exam. And remember, when you get to a point where you can teach it to someone and they understand it, you know you have that content down. Wow, that's cool! Well, those are some tips and advice that you can use to try to maximize your success on the upcoming exam. But now, let's give you some hints for this first biology exam. So here's your first hint slash Easter egg for the exam. Make sure you understand the difference between qualitative data and quantitative data. Remember, quantitative data is what we strive for in biology. It's accurate number data, data that we can measure. Now, qualitative data is more descriptive data, data that we estimate, data that we don't really measure. It's more using descriptive terms, for example, describing growth in terms of small, moderate, or large. Now, here's another hint. Remember what a trace element is. We discussed two that are needed by us, by humans. One of them being iron, which we need to help bind oxygen to our blood, and the other being iodine to prevent us from getting a goiter where our thyroid glands can just swell to an enormous size. Gross. You nasty. So there you go, two pretty good hints. But here's another hint. Do you guys want a little bit more review? Well, check out some past podcasts like episode one of season two, which reviews CER, Claim Evidence Reasoning, or check out also episode two of season two, which reviews types of bonds, covalent, ionic, hydrogen, and van der Waals, something that definitely will be stressed on this exam. Or check out episode three of season two, which reviews two of the five beast properties of water. So go ahead, give these another listen to. It wouldn't hurt, and it might just help you on your preparation for this exam. Cool story, bro. Well, there you go, AP Dual Credit Exam Day Preppers. Some tips, advice, hints, and the logistics of the upcoming exam happening this week. Hey, have any questions over the content? Don't be afraid to reach out via email, send me an email, or comment on a Google Classroom, or attend some of the tutoring times during the week. And now for our final segment, Mr. V's Mailbag, where I'll answer some more listeners' questions slash feedback sent via email, Instagram, or Google Classroom. You've got mail. So for this week's mailbag, we only have one question slash feedback, and it comes from username LadiesManJHS, who writes, Hey, Mr. V, big fan of the podcast. I was wondering if you can give me the answers to this upcoming exam. Stay cool. Well, thanks for the love. But to answer your question, ladies man JHS, and I'm assuming or making an assumption that you are male from that username, uh, my answer would be the same answer you probably get from all the females you ask you ask out, which is no. no. 
Well, that's it for this week's Mr. V's Mailbag. Hey, do you have a question or feedback about biology, the podcast, or just life itself? Well, don't be afraid to send in those questions, that feedback. You could send your questions slash feedback by email or attach a voice memo to an email and send it to ovelas at nisd.net. Or you could also send your question, your feedback on the podcast Instagram page as well. Now, before we end the podcast, a couple of reminders for the week. First, remember exam on Tuesday for B-Day, Wednesday for A-Day, and that's the multiple choice part of the exam. Second, FRQ, the written component, will be on Thursday for B-Day, Friday for A-Day. And then third, one last reminder, if you have not made up your water quiz, you must make it up by this Monday. you got to get that water quiz done. So make sure you come in during tutoring hours on Monday. Well, that's it for episode four, week four of season two of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive, Soundbible, and Zapsplat for the music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Entertainment 720, a Velasquez production company. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Also, make sure to follow the Evolving with Mr. V Instagram page, keeping you informed of all things AP Dual Credit Biology. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez your master of the biological arts signing off and reminding you to please please for your professor's sake study for your exam at the next motel found ourselves in the woods.